Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Do The Work Podcast. My name is Sabrina Zohar, and I am your host. I am so excited, guys. We have my friend Lindsay Harrod here. She is our guest this week. Lindsay is one of my favorite fitness badass babes. She's got an incredible fitness app. But aside from that, she is on this week to talk about overcoming her greatest heartbreak, her breakup of with her ex-fiance, moving into her healing journey, how it was when she was single, and then meeting the love of her life in a long-distance relationship and how they were able to work through that to where he is now living in California with her. So I'm just so excited to share with you about Lindsay's journey because I think so many of you guys ask about long distance relationships and overcoming heartbreak. And I think this is a true testament, like if you do the work, it works. If you work it, it works. That's what my mama always says. And so I'm so excited. And guys, just another PSA. If you haven't already, please don't forget to leave a five-star review for the podcast if you think it's worth five stars. It helps me so much more than I can even explain. I'm so amped with you guys. I have, We have our next live event coming up in LA, September 14th. By the time this comes out, our New York event, August, I think some point in August. I know we're still finalizing, but I'm just so excited to meet you guys in real life. And as always, if you ever need anything, there is a link in my show notes for everything Lindsay that you could possibly need as well as myself. If you want to ask a question, dating app audits or anything at all, if you ever need, it's always in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get right on into it. Hello, Lindsay. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Live for you from California. I'm stoked. I've known Lindsay for a minute now, and this is kind of something that I had been wanting to do with you for a while, and I'm so excited that I could have you on because I think long-distance relationships, first, let's even backtrack. Heartbreak is something everybody can experience, and I think being able to surrender to the universe and trust and do what you did and then meet somebody in a long distance relationship, push through and have a success is such an inspiration to so many people. And I can't wait to hear your journey. And I, because I remember when you text me, I remember when we texted <laughs> Look how this. far we've come. Oh my goodness. <laughs> look how far we've come. But Linz, let's start off. If you could just introduce yourself. So everybody knows who you are and in your own words. Thanks girl. What's up you guys. I'm Lindsay Harrod. I'm a fitness trainer. I have my own app. It is the LHF app. So if you just head to the app store and just search Lindsay Harrod fitness, she'll pop right up. Um, I lead a community of women. My brand is all about community connection, uh, connection through movement, helping women feel their strongest and most confident self. Um, so that's what I do. That's what I'm passionate about. I've been an athlete my entire life. So fitness has always been really a cornerstone of just like who I am. Um, and being able to turn it into a career that impacts other women's lives in a positive way has been truly the greatest gift. Oh, fuck yeah. And I've, this might be biased. I love the app personally. Thank you very I love much. It. <laughs> I do. And I'm really excited because um, Lindsay is offering five free classes. So yes. we're going to put the show note in the link in the show notes. If you do the work, you get to experience one of my favorite workouts because sometimes you really do just need a little on the go when you're kind of stuck in that day and you don't know what you want to do. And we know what I love that you actually do cycling. Like mm. with your cycle of like, okay, and this week do this and this week do this. It's been actually a game changer for me. So thank you for oh, doing Oh, you are that. so welcome. I love it. Okay. So let's, I kind of want to start really, I think on what, 
let's start, I think, with where you are now, because okay. I know <laughs> your story is so beautiful, and I'd love to hear your, just your story of how you met your man. And then Oh, goodness. I, we're, di- we're, di- we're going there right away. We're going right in, <laughs> because I think there's a lot of folks, I think, I know you had even mentioned this, that like you felt alone, that you didn't realize that so many people are in long-distance relationships, and so many people are. Yeah. So I would love to just hear your story, and then I'm going to chip away and start asking you a ton of questions. Okay, let's get into it. I'll do my best to like keep it brief, because um, it is kind of a long story, but Essentially, I was in Greece last October hosting my first international fitness retreat, and I met him at a bar. That's the short of it. Um, I met him at a bar, and it was kind of like an instant connection, immediate eye contact right away. It was like kind of a game over, like this is it. Um, We, you know, spent time together while I was in Greece, and then I left and I went home thinking I was never going to see this person ever again. Um, You know, we stayed in contact for just like texting for a few days. I think just like as like to be polite and cordial. Um, but then it honestly just was a snowball effect. It turned into communicating more and more and more and FaceTiming every single day and really getting to know this person and falling for this person for who they are. Um, which I, we can touch on that later too, but that to me is like one of the beautiful parts of a long distance relationship. Um, and then fast forward a couple months later, he lives in, he lived in Greece, by the way, (laughs) he wasn't like an American guy that I met at a bar. Um, he came to visit And we were just kind of having fun at this point. I was like, if this hot Greek guy wants to come visit me, like, I am not going to say no. I am single. I just moved to Orange County. I'm thriving. Bring it on. Uh, So he came to visit and the connection just got stronger. You know, we missed each other a lot when he left. A couple months later, he came back again. And after that time, it was like, okay, it's been six months now. Like, we need to make a decision here. Are we moving this relationship forward? And we need to have a conversation about what that looks like. Or we just need to cut ties because it's not fair for either of us to keep investing energy in this if it's not going anywhere. I'm 34 years old. Like (laughs) I've had a failed engagement. Like I, I don't have time to waste, but I really felt strongly about what I had with this person. And long story short, he ended up moving here three months ago and we're extremely happy. Holy shit. Has it been three months already? Yeah. My God. Yeah. That's wild. But I know, and I think the one thing that I love that you said was like, and it's kind of the same thing with me. Like when I met my boyfriend, I owned, uh, we hooked up on the first date. So when I left his house, I was like, you bitch, you're never seeing this guy again. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Like say goodbye, you know, cause like we're kind of conditioned to feel like that. Totally. And I think I love that you mentioned that when you left, like you didn't, you didn't hold to the outcome. It wasn't like, oh no, yeah. Oh my God, I met this Greek guy. But let me ask you, okay, so for a lot of folks that are in long distance now, let's also preface, we're not talking long distance that you met somebody on a dating app and you're talking for six months, but you've never met each other. We're talking, you met this person in person. Yeah. What did the communication look like? Because I know that's a big point of contention. I'm a big advocate of you don't need to text all day, every day, but I'd love to know how did you guys kind of work through the communication? Yeah, I mean, first of all, texting all day is not feasible for me. One, there's a 10 hour time difference. So it's just actually not possible. Um, But I mean, I'm running my own business. I'm extremely busy all day. Um, But you carve out the time and you don't have mind. We didn't have mindless communication that was like, you know, small talk over text and silly banter. Sure. That's fun. And that's part of it. But it was intentional, meaningful communication. That was time carved out of my day for that time carved out of his day for that meeting in the middle with time zones and what works for who. Um, And a lot, a lot of FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys relied more on that than the texting? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like, realistically, I mean, so how long did you guys spend when you met? 
when we met. Yeah. I let I met him on the last night of my trip. Oh my god, of course you did. <laughs> I know. Of course. So you guys I mean, I wasn't night. there on a vacation. Like I was there hosting my fitness retreat. I was with girls. I was not out there with the intention of finding a guy, you know, yeah. that wasn't on my radar uh, at all. This was just literally the last night of my trip. It was just me and a couple of my girlfriends left. Saw this cute guy at a bar. It's a funny story, but I, I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Like, who knows, you know? And here we are. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You sh- I love this. How did you shoot your shot? Okay, here Please we go. Please inspire okay. women everywhere. Okay, well, I don't know if this will be inspiring, <laughs> but this is the truth. He was just standing there looking like a Greek god with the sunset hitting his face, and we were all sitting at this table having happy hour drinks, like watching the sunset by the water, and we were admiring him. And I took a video of him, like on my phone, oh my zoomed god. in on his face. <laughs> I love this. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even cool about it. You know what I mean? Like no shame. <laughs> Straight up, I can see <laughs> it. And I posted it to my close friends, but I, obviously I was just like being playful. And I posted it to my close friends, and I was like, "What are the odds I make out with this guy tonight?" Again, just being playful. Well, then when he ended up coming over and talking to us. It got to the point where we were going to exchange contact information and I went to hand him my phone because he wanted my Instagram. And when I pulled up my Instagram, the last thing that was up on my screen was the video of him on my close friends. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, I love this so much. Have you guys, I'm sure, talked about oh, this since? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He didn't God. know I was videoing him. He didn't know. He said he felt like we were talking about him, but he didn't know that I was videoing him. But he saw. And I mean, like, you don't have any choice in that moment but to just suck it up and play it cool. Like there's no recovering or acting like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just laughed, you know, it was like, yeah. (laughs) Oh man, I love that. But I appreciate at least that you shot your shot and you had this conversation because I think there's a lot of people and that that is inspiring because there are people that are scared or I don't want to make any moves and da da da. And it's like, sometimes you just have to kind of say, fuck it. And like accept the cards as they fall of like, yeah, I did something embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and obviously like I didn't know it was going to pan out that way. I was for sure trying to like get some eye contact going, things like that, put the vibes out. But I did not think that this funny video that I took was, <laughs> was going to be how that panned out. Oh man. So, but it makes it better. makes the story better. If you actually, that is par- probably my favorite part of the story. <laughs> so once you left, cause I'm curious about, I think a lot of the questions that we got were really around, like, how did you guys maintain this connection when you were gone? Like when you weren't together and I mean, I know obviously FaceTimes, but like, did you plan dates on the FaceTimes? Not really. I think, you know, I'll be honest, my situation is a little bit different because for me, I was in a place in my life where I had just gone through like a really intense healing period in my life. And I was finally feeling in a place where I was having almost like a playful attitude towards dating, which I had lost that for myself for a really long time. And so I was kind of lighthearted about it. There was no intense expectations or pressures on the outcome of this, like you said in the beginning. Um, We just really loved talking to one another and getting to know one another. So I wouldn't say we necessarily planned dates, but it was, that was, we looked forward to that time of our day. You know, I looked forward to getting off work and getting that hour, hour and a half to like FaceTime with him and hang out with him. Sometimes I would just put the FaceTime up while I was working on the computer and it just felt like we were hanging out. See, and I like that you guys, and here's, I think, the biggest component of this is it takes two willing participants. 100%. Yeah, that's, that's a really, a really large component of it is that we were, it was mutual, you yeah. know, we were both, we were both invested equally, but again, not invested to the degree where we're like, oh, thinking this is really going to turn into something. I think obviously you're, you're hopeful. That's why you're continuing to get to know somebody. Um, 
And like I said earlier, I think one of the beautiful parts about a long distance relationship is that I was really getting to fall in love with this person for who they are. Like I fell for this person's soul. It had nothing like no external factors played into that. It wasn't about what kind of car he picked me up in or where he took me to dinner on our first date or if he was fidgeting or nervous or saying or doing the right things like your guards kind of down when you're in your own element and you're just getting to know somebody like via communication. And we built a foundation that was really based off of communication and an emotional connection. None of the outside bullshit. And he just so happens to be a total babe, which is, <laughs> so are you. So yay, all is right in the world. But like, I think, LOL. I think <laughs> what we, like what I see a lot, cause like I've had, I've had a couple of long distance little things. I wouldn't say they were anything to call home about. Um, but it was like when I lived in LA, I'd met a guy at a workout class and like he lived in Utah and we tried to make it work. And it was like, he just wasn't in a headspace. Like homeboy's still fucking single this long after we've been there you know those guys that I'm talking about that it's like you want to make it work but as it, it takes two people it can't just be one person that is the one willing to make the phone calls and willing to make the text messages and willing but I think what I get what actually shocks me a lot is how many people will like meet somebody on an app and they'll start getting into these conversations after like a couple of weeks because think about it you're texting somebody morning and night what are you going to talk about? The future. I mean, totally. you can only talk about so much about yourself. And then it starts to kind of tee up this unrealistic expectation. And it's like, it has to work out because you've invested so much into this. And I'm appreciative that you mentioned, like, it was playful. It was fun. Yeah. You enjoyed the process of it as opposed to it being like anxiety inducing. Yeah, there was no conversations about the future until honestly, probably after like six months, which I'm not telling people to go out there and just waste your time, six months of your life in a long distance relationship and then decide to have a conversation about if this is going to go somewhere. My situation was a little bit more unique. I actually have been in a previous long distance relationship with someone else who lived in Europe. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I also met my ex-fiance on vacation in another country too. Apparently this is my thing. Oh, okay. I'm here for this Or, or maybe the underlining theme here is I don't like American men. Yeah. <laughs> also here for that too. Okay. Um, but it was honestly same. It was mutual and there was time differences and we were both willing to make that sacrifice or in those scheduling differences and things like that. But it does eventually come to a head where it's like, okay, if this is going to move forward and we're having this conversation, like at some point someone has got to move, right? you know? Um, and he had said he was going to move. And I think when it came down to it, he was too afraid to make that decision. And I understand moving is moving to a new city is scary, let alone moving to an entire new country. I give my current boyfriend like so much credit because yeah. that transition has like not been easy for him. Um, but yeah, if you're in a long distance relationship, I think it's important to have open conversations about the future, but without putting an intense pressure on them, you can still have conversations about what you want out of your future and your life and keep it playful and get to know what this other person wants out of the future in their life and what that looks like for them without it feeling like, are you that person? Right. <laughs> like, are, you like, gonna, are you going to like slide into my life and fill that role? Exactly. And it's like, or, you know, cause like you're the epitome of like, you built this beautiful life for yourself. This person's an addition to not instead of like, yes. he wasn't coming in to save you or no. to come. You have an incredible life that you've built. And now you get to share that with somebody awesome. And I think what I hear a lot is very like, that's kind of the first question I'll always ask anybody that reaches out to me about like advice for long distance. I'm like, okay, are either one of you okay to move? Because if no one's yeah. going to call each other, if you're, if you live here and the other person lives there, you guys can't take time off of work, your paycheck to paycheck, you can't go visit each other. It's like, as much as I'd love to say fairy tales can happen, it's like an element of reality has to set in that 
yeah, this might not pan out. Yeah. And also I think accepting the fact that if one person is in a position to be able to move, like they have the flexibility to do that. Like let's call a spade a spade. That means that the more secure person needs to be ready to take on the responsibility of being the more secure person. Maybe that's financially or whatever it is in the relationship. Uh, because that person is making that huge life adjustment for you and for the sake of the relationship. So, you know, there's a balance, there's a give and take from, from, from both people. hundred percent. And would you say, what would you say your top tip is for anybody in a long distance relationship right now? Oh my God, this is, this is pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. Top tip. I mean, I, honestly, I, I think make sure that it feels equally yoked, um, is my, is my top tip. If it starts to feel one-sided, if you feel like you're the one who's reaching out more, communicating more, and that's, that's going to start to give you anxiety. You're going to start to feel the attachment anxiety. Um, if it, it should feel mutual. And if it's not, then I think you have a conversation about it and see if it improves. And if it doesn't, then it may be time to move on. But I think like, try it, it's a shitty situation to be in long distance isn't like fun you know yeah so try to keep it as playful as you can you know like to keep that spark alive doesn't mean don't be serious with one another but try to keep the process of it as playful as you can so that it's enjoyable um and there's no animosity that's you know or resentment that's built up down the road and just make sure that it, you feel in your heart that it's 100 percent mutual Totally. And I think I like, I'm glad you even said playful because it's like dating in general, I think it's gotten to this point where it's like, I can feel the anxiety from people. And I, listen, I used to be her. Like oh, I same, was, same. I was gonna say, did you ever, were you, where would you fall on the spectrum? More avoidant, more anxious? Like, um, not avoidant. I don't know. Probably. I don't know, honestly. A little bit more anxious, maybe, though. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit more anxious. Because, like, I used to be <laughs> poster I child. just used to have, I just used to go into things with such an expectation. Yeah. Like, I had a plan. This is what I want for my life. This is the kind of man that I'm looking for. I have a list of who he is. And if you don't, like, I'm sizing you up right yeah. away, you know? And if you're not meeting the criteria, I'm already writing you off, which is sad. <laughs> but that, that's pretty much what it came down to. But that's, you know, part of my journey and where I'm at. It's, that's personal to me. But, um... Yeah, I just, I I had no, like, and I feel like, and then you almost have this, like, desperation about you because yeah. they're like, you're desperate to find a husband and they can feel that and they can feel that energy whether you realize you're giving it off or not. And I probably was. Um, and it just, I was just not attracting the right men. It was horrible. I remember I asked my boyfriend recently, I was like, did you, I was like, oh, you know, I'm secure now. And he's like, yeah, he laughed. And I was like, well, I'm secure in a relationship asshole. I was yeah, like, not yeah. in life. And I was at one day and I was like, can you tell I'm anxious? And he started laughing and he was like, I could tell the minute I met you. And I was like, you could. And he was like, not in a bad way. He was like, I didn't sense the anxiety of like, you needed me in your life and all that. He's like, I could see you were doing your own thing. And he's like, that was really fucking hot. But I think for a lot of people with anxiety, it's like, it's not just going to go away one day. Like I've done all the healing that you could possibly imagine. And I continue to, but I'm anxious. Like yeah. I have anxiety from the way that I was raised. And I think it's like you said, people can pick up on that depending on where that anxiety falls. Like for me now it's more career. Yeah. So it doesn't fall in my relationships. And so when I met my, we call him tech guy, when I met him, <laughs> it was because truthfully speaking, the whole reason that this happened was because I went on the date, we hooked up, I left going, I'm never going to see this motherfucker again. The next morning I said, you know what? I'll do a video. And I was like, I don't know. I went out with this tech guy and he just kept asking me out, kept asking me out because I released all the pressure. Yeah. When we were together, we were just having fun because in my mind, I was like, every time I left him, it was, 
it would be nice to see you again. But if I don't, I'm going to be okay. The fun has completely just been sucked out of dating. Yeah. Everyone's the second you leave the dates over, it doesn't matter if it was amazing. You're already thinking, are they going to ghost me? Yeah. Are they not going to talk to me again? Did they like me? Do I even like them? It's just, it's too overwhelming. It's like, and I was in that place for a long time after coming out of like two really bad heartbreaks. And it took a lot of healing and time for me to get to that place where I was able to have a playful attitude towards dating again. And I think that was the universe kind of letting me know like, okay, I think you're ready now, you know? Well, great. Let's segue into that because I do want to know how it is now that your man is here, but I'd like to know about your journey with your heartbreak because I know you went through some shit and I'd be curious to hear what your experience was and like, what did you turn to, to heal, to go through that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's been quite an intense past few years for me on an emotional level. I broke off my engagement in the beginning of 2021. Um, nothing, I have not a single bad thing to say about this person. Uh, loved him dearly. It just, there was an intuition and a voice in my head that was telling me this wasn't my forever and the right thing and didn't come to this the decision easily or take it lightly. But I, yeah, I ended up calling off my engagement and even though it was amicable, doesn't make it any less hard. Totally. Um, and so I was really, and it's the separation of two lives and telling all of your friends and what does this look like now and moving out and it's the whole thing. Um, and after that, I found myself literally like got smacked in the face with a man, (laughs) literally quite literally. Satan himself. Um, (laughs) Been there, done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And found myself in another relationship. And it was, it felt like the stars were aligning. It felt like the universe was rewarding me for stepping into my truth with the situation with my fiance. I was the happiest I'd ever been. I felt so fulfilled in this relationship um, only to find out once I was like deeply invested in the relationship that he was married. (laughs) He's a narcissist and a sociopath. Um, And it was like the most emotionally abusive thing I've ever gone through in my life. And it led me to thank God (laughs) led me to therapy. Um, I think it took something like that happening to me for me to sign up for therapy, which I regret not signing up earlier. And I mean, after one session, it was like, I, here I am thinking I'm signing up for therapy because I want to like deal with this heartbreak. And within one session already, my mindset was shifting. It was not about how could this happen to me? Why did this person do this to me? It was like, what can I learn about myself yeah. through the situation? Like what behavior patterns do I need to recognize? What thought patterns, like, you know, decision-making do I need to recognize about myself through this situation? And how can I work through that? Because I knew that was the only way I was going to heal from it. This person was never going to fucking give me closure. There was nothing that he could have said or done that was going to help in my healing process. Um, and I had to turn inward and it was so uncomfortable. I, I mean, I went nine months straight every single week Yep. and every week I was like, maybe I should just cancel my session, you know, (laughs) but I didn't, I always showed up and it was hard, but it was the hardest, most rewarding work I've ever put in on myself, the greatest gift I've ever given myself. And I know therapy, I'm so glad that like the stigma around it is changing. Yeah. I just don't want people to feel like it's some woo woo thing now, you know? Um, it really fucking works. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, I, it's interesting because I had had the same thing. Like when my narcissistic ex and I broke up and I'd like, I was just like, get the fuck out of my house. And that was the last time we ever spoke. Like when I think about it, I'm like, holy shit. And I'll never forget when I started therapy, I wasn't twice a week. I was that like mentally 
in shambles because I had actually believed that it was my fault. Oh yeah. I genuinely believed that everything was my fault. And I, I did tapping. I don't know if you ever did tapping where it's like you tap on certain parts of the body as you're saying things. And I really loved that. I had different therapists at different times and I'm, I'm seeing now why, like mm. when one had to say, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm moving on to a different thing. And it was like, Oh, I'm so sad. I'm leaving. <clears throat> and then I got someone else and I was like, now I see why, but we would do tapping. And I remember just being like, it's all my fault. I'm such a piece of shit and all that. And as I was doing it, I was like, mm, I mean, I'm not that bad. You know, like being able to safely open up to somebody that, you know, isn't judging you, that, you know, is there to help you is a gift that I just, for anybody who is not in therapy, it's like, I wish that you would give yourself that gift to have that outlet. Yeah. And because like I said, it's, it's going to help you realize that like for me, I was, I always say this about anybody who has been in a relationship with a narcissist or a sociopath, anything like that. It, it's like, it's not just that they rob you of your light. It's they rob you of your spirit. Like I was second guessing myself oh, because yeah. I was like, how did I find myself in this situation? How did I not see the signs? I'm smarter than this. And now I'm second guessing myself and who I am. And it ruined, it robbed me of all of my confidence. And that was such a dark place to pull myself out of. And I kept thinking like, how could someone do this to me? I'm smarter than this, all of these things. And it was therapy who finally helped me realize, you know, it's, it's not that you're stupid. It's not that you're weak. It's that you were like manipulated, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was literal emotional abuse. Um, and it was a, yeah, it was a really rough healing journey, really, really rough healing journey. But therapy is what moved the needle a lot for me. Of course I leaned into healthy outlets. You know, fitness has always been a part of my life. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, but I think in that phase of my life, that season of my life, I realized more than ever how much my mental health relied yeah. on that portion of my life, fitness, um, and just leaning into the people who love you. And I will say it was an isolating time in my life as well. And I'm sorry for anyone who's maybe going through that right now and feels that way because I feel for you. I know how debilitating and isolating it feels trying to heal from a heartbreak, you know, you feel like people are sick or sick of hearing about it, or you're letting this person back into your life and people are judging you for it or whatever it is. So if anyone's listening and maybe the heartbreak portion's not resonating with you, but you know, someone who's going through that, or maybe you have someone in your life in the future who's going through that. I definitely encourage you to just see them through it, through loving them. Yeah. You know, the compassion um, is the ace. compassion. Like I had a very small amount of people in my life who I, and it makes me emotional, <laughs> um, literally have chills, um, who I really could be open with yeah. in that time in my life. And I will be forever grateful. I will be forever grateful for them Same. because like, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't know what I would have done. Um, and not, this isn't some like, oh, you learn who your true friends are, you know, but I'm just trying to encourage you to be there for the people who are going through heartbreak because it really is. And it's an, also, it's an experience that everyone shares. Like we've all fucking had our heart broken, you know? So, um, yeah, and I got a little off topic there. <laughs> which is welcome to do the work podcast, yeah. um, which is, it's so funny. Yeah. Cause I think like, I remember when especially with a narcissist, like very specifically on that. And like so many people write in and I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because that guy like was an avoidant. No, no, no. That's not a narcissist. I'm like when you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you've dated a narcissist. You are literally a shell of a human. Like yeah. I remember I lost to me who I am right now. I was 30 pounds lighter. Like that's how mentally, I mean this, I lived with him. He was my, my partner and 
the worst part about it was, was in true narcissist form, he alienated me from everybody. I was yeah. completely separated because he really convinced me, I'm the only one that loves you. I'm the only one they that cares for you. They get in your head, they set up shop and they fuck shit up. They, it, 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 is, it, is, it is the biggest mind fuck you could ever live through. They own me. it. All oh, of yeah. They take over in the gaslighting and the way that they, because who was I at the time? highly broken as a human. I was, and no broken. I should take that back. There was nothing to fix. I was a damaged girl who had had a narcissistic father who was replaying my childhood dynamics like clockwork. And the hardest thing for me was at the end of it, because I had alienated so many people, I didn't have a lot of people to turn to. And the very few people that I did, I will always be grateful, even though a couple of them aren't in my life anymore because I outgrew that relationship. But man, it's, For anybody, if you have a friend, like you said, that is going through this, compassion, even if you're sick and tired of hearing them talk about it, you can say it in a loving way of like, hey man, maybe therapy would be a good outlet for you. I'm here to support you. But I think so many times I hear this like, what I hear a lot is a lot of people that try to shame or blame themselves into healing. Yeah. And you can't shame, you can't blame yourself for being like, why didn't I see this? What was I thinking? It's like, I always envision a little five-year-old Sabrina that I'm screaming at and the poor thing is like, I I don't know any better. Yeah. You did the best you could with the information that you knew at the time. And now though, holy shit, talk about a glow up. Yeah. (laughs) But like I said, it's it's so funny how the universe works because it's like this heartbreak brought me to therapy, but what I ended up getting out of the experience of committing to therapy for so long was so much more than just healing from a fucking heartbreak. I mean, it was just learning myself on such a deep level, getting to know myself better and all that generational trauma and that inner childhood work. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm self-aware and I have the power to move forward into healthy relationships with this knowledge and not just healthy relationships that are romantic, but all of my relationships, everything, my business relationships, absolutely everything. It's funny how I think a lot of people underestimate where anxiety or whatever, you know, anxiety or, or whatever you're dealing with, that it, it does go into all areas of life. For oh, yeah. so long, I thought, it's just my relationships until I have a really secure relationship, which I don't know about you. For me, this is the first time I've been with like a man where it's like, this is a solid, incredible fucking human being. And then for the first about two or three months, I felt very uncomfortable. My nervous system was very dysregulated. And I kind of, I remember one night I was laying on his chest and I felt it and I stopped myself and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh my God, you don't know what it feels like to be safe. It was hard for me to receive having somebody that chose me as I am because that went against my core beliefs of like, no, I'm fucked up. There's something wrong with me. Nobody's ever going to want me. I'm going to be alone forever. And here is this person trying to love me. And it was really hard for me to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. That's something that I've struggled with a lot too. And I will say in the relationship that I'm in now, it's like the softest kind of love that I've ever experienced. And I've, I have a lot of hyper-independence and this is like, y'all dates back to childhood trauma, defense, like just survival mechanisms. I'm very hyper-independent and I really struggle to allow people to show up for me or which is like what I do for a living is I show up for other people. Um, (laughs) I struggle to allow other people to show up for me and I struggle with receiving love and it feels so effortless in my relationship now. It feels so like, like a soft like blanket and a soft hug like it feels so soft and so safe like if you were to meet this person just like in within five minutes of meeting him you're just like like the sweetest soul um and to me it's not for me it's not about him being like super manly or not manly or alpha or anything like that um he's just like genuinely a good person and 
a safe person and like loves me so much. And it's, it's wow. I just have no words for like how rewarding it is to be in this relationship now after those two experiences. And you can see that. Like when I saw the video that you were posting of, of when he, when you first made the announcement, you could see <laughs> the announcement, <laughs> the, the worldly announcement. It's the same with like when people see me with tech guy and they're like, you can see the love. And it's like, it's a very genuine, it's not bullshit. Look, Instagram, look how happy we are. Meanwhile, you're fucking crying in a corner yeah. after, but it's funny. you mentioned the masculine thing. Cause I, Personally, I hate the feminine masculine. Okay, being thank you. I'm feminine. so glad you brought this up because I'm honestly so over it I'm too. I'm so <laughs> over it. And it's like being your feminine. I'm like, you know what? What I realized the other night, so Tech and I were we were doing something. He was theragunning my leg. You know about theragun. It fucking hurts. And he was doing it. I remember I was laughing like a little child and he was holding me. I was literally yeah. falling. And as I stopped, it hit me at that moment. And I was like, I got to be the girl. And he was being the big man. Yeah. He's 6'4". He's a big dude. And then when I realized, I was like, oh no. You've been at this all wrong. It's not feminine and masculine. You're looking for safety because in yeah. safety, you can disarm. You can finally. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you just used that word. You can finally allow yeah. someone to love you. Yeah. Because like we have both, you and I are both similar in the like badass boss babe and we're yeah. hard and tough. And to be able to allow that, it's not about being feminine. It's like you felt safe to do so. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm like my boyfriend, I, I, this is the safest I've ever felt. And for lack of a better term, in my feminine energy. And it has nothing to do with how alpha he is. Right. That role in our relationship. It's that I feel safe. And he has such a serving heart. And I feel so open to receiving that serving from him all of the time. And I can tell how much that lights him up that I allow him to serve me in those ways. And for me, I'm like, this is amazing. Why the fuck have I been rejecting this for so long? <laughs> Cause, and it's like, cause when you, it's like when you're asking for them from it, from the wrong people, there's no wonder it's yeah. not going to work out. I remember the other night, even tech, we did the laundry and he joked and he literally comes in and he goes, all right, be in your feminine. And he dumped the laundry on the bed. And I was dying laughing. Cause I knew what he was trying to say. It was like, it's absurd. These constructs of like feminine equals this masculine equals this. I'm like, I make more money than him. Yeah. I am, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I work my fucking tail off, but he does his shit for me and I do for him. And exactly. It's not about, oh, well he makes more money and he takes care of me. And okay, well then I get to be feminine and go shopping and get my nails done. It's like, is it 1950? Are we not allowed to, you know, be empowered and be feel safe in our relationship? So I'm glad I'm, I'm happy that we were able to just even touch on that. Yeah, me too. Now that he's here though, how are you feeling? You know, I will definitely say there was a little nerve, like a little bit of nerves right before he came. Of course, it's a huge transition going from being long distance um, to living this close to each other. And you kind of start to ask yourself or spiral for like a quick second, you know, <laughs> like uh, is like it was was the long distance part of this, the appeal, right. you know, like, is this, is this going to fizzle out once he's here? Are we going to get annoyed of each other? Um, all of those things. And it has never been the case. I mean, we couldn't be happier. We couldn't be stronger. We appreciate our time together so much now because of all the time that we didn't have together in person. Um, we don't bicker. I mean, I'm not like trying to say we have the perfect relationship, but uh, it's it's been amazing since he's been here so far. Well, and I think, again, like I think what, what the one takeaway from all of this that I'm hearing is like, it's not a lot of people, the fantasy of long distance is that 
the obvious. It's like, oh, you don't really have to show parts of yourself. There is a distance and a part of you kind of knows that it may not work out. And yeah. You don't really, you guys, it wasn't, you didn't find him on an app and plan this. It was serendipitous. You yeah. naturally met. You came home being like, met this hot guy. Like I said, <laughs> I will never forget the text when I was trying to like connect you with somebody and you were like, I mean, I met this guy, but like, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, I remember I was like, oh, you have to tell me about it. And here we are because it's like, you let, you surrender. You let naturalness happen. And then you can show up as your best version because you're not squeezing it. Exactly. Exactly. Like to fit. The, the, I think just the fact that there wasn't that pressure on things for so long. And then, I mean, obviously then, then the pressure got very applied there at the end. Yeah. It's like you're moving halfway across the world. Um, but I, I mean, also it's like, if you're willing to take that jump for this relationship, like I'm all in a hundred percent. And when, but I, what we had talked about earlier was like, but he came and you wanted him to build his own life, which I do think is so important so that resentment doesn't get built. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely touch on that. We did have conversations before he moved here about, you know, are we going to live together or what is this going to look like? Um, and I think, you know, there's no right or wrong answer for us. The decision that we had come to was that it would be better for him to move to Los Angeles rather than Orange County, I felt like going from long distance to jumping into living together was a pretty fast and large step. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we wanted, we both wanted him to feel like he could find his own identity here and his own group of friends and way of life and things like that. And that it didn't all feel attached and centered around me. You know, um, I didn't want to feel like he was being robbed of his own identity in any way. Um, and I know that just for himself, as a man and to prove to himself, he wanted to get on his feet on his own out here. Um, yeah. But now that enough time has passed, obviously we see that things are still working great. And right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I watch enough 90 day fiance to see Laura. It's like, I personally could not imagine having long distance where you maybe have seen this person one or twice. And then all of a sudden they're in their house Yeah, and that's it. Like, and especially, yeah, like depending on if they, whatever their situation is and yada, yada. But I think that to me makes the most sense of like, because anytime I've, I've had a long distance kind of thing, like I dated the guy in Utah and I got dated a guy in Miami. And my whole thing was, I was like, I made it very clear. Like I wouldn't be moving for you. I would move. Eh, Utah was probably for him, but the Miami guy, I was like, I would not be moving for you. I'd be moving for myself. And it just so happens that you're there because I never want to base my life around that specific person because God forbid life happens and it doesn't work out. You don't have some fucking schmuck in your house. Yeah that's overwhelming. Yeah. So, and now are you feeling, are you ready? Is it the next step is going to be there? Yeah, I think so. Also, I will say too, you know, it was like, it wasn't like there wasn't trial runs. Like when he would come to visit before he would come for like, you know, 10 days, two weeks at a time. We went on vacation together once. Um, Oh, right. New York. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, New York, we also went to Cabo together. Um, So yeah, I mean, at no point in that time was I like, there are habits about this person that I can't handle or he's getting under my skin. I'm also just lucky because he's just like the nicest, most helpful person ever. So I can't wait to, I love that he came and was your Instagram boyfriend, like taking the content when oh you guys were God. in Palm Springs. He's literally so sweet. I love I that. Know. But you see, you do, but you deserve that. And you knew that you deserve that because I have tried to hook you up with some of my friends. Names will not be named. <laughs> but, and I saw it's like the way these dudes treat women. It's like, it's almost insulting at this oh, point. Oh, it is. And Let's not forget the one that dated us both. Uh, <laughs> how can I forget these things? I try to so hard. Um, but I think it really is a testament to like a fucking post I made today, which by the time this comes out, this will be a month later or weeks later. But it was like, 
you don't have to act out of fear. It's like acting out of fear is how you're going to get somebody that is not going to be at your level. It's not about having standards so high that you then knock everybody out, but it's about trusting the universe, God, whatever the fuck you believe in, that your person's out there. And if you have that scarcity mindset going in, no shit, you're not going to see it. Yeah. But if you know and you're surrendering and you're like, listen, I'm living my life and this person's going to be awesome. Yeah. Surrender and just be your most authentic self. Because I will say it's not like me and my boyfriend are completely aligned and where we're at in our lives, um, things that we're trying to accomplish, but we showed up as our authentic selves to one another in a romantic way. And I think that's really what has standed like the test of this relationship so far. Yeah. And when he, how was, for a quick second, what was his perception of like the long distance? Like, was he okay with it? Was he struggling with it? Like, I mean, I would say, yeah, of course we were both struggling with it. You know, it's not fun to miss a person every night when you go to sleep. And then it's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning and you're just like waiting, you know, to call them again. Um, but like I said, I don't, we didn't go into this experience thinking truthfully that this was going to be the outcome. This just ended up being the outcome. Um, and he was, you know, on the fence back and forth about making the decision to move here or not. He had committed and then kind of got cold feet and then committed again. And I was like, okay, like, you know, like it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster for a second. But yeah, I mean, I think it was hard. But I think also we were just kind of like rolling with it day by day as it came and letting it just unfold naturally. And again, coming back to this, there just wasn't any pressure on it. If you live in the moment, you actually get to enjoy <laughs> yeah. the moment. And again, that's like kind of my same experience. Like every time I'd go out with tech guy, yeah, that anxiety, you know, a little because you're human would come into my mind and I would have to self-soothe because I'm like, listen, this person's not going to save you. This person is not going to come and do anything. This person is just an awesome person you're getting to know. So enjoy it. Yeah. Because like I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll get in letters every day and it's, I can feel the anxiety of like, it has to work because if this doesn't work, then like I won't be okay and I think really what the moral of the story is here is like if you just kind of let it evolve as it should evolve you'll let it, you'll get what you want or you get what you need you'll get what you want which is the person or you'll get what you need which is clarity or a lesson or whatever but instead of trying to force a circle through a square peg just try to fucking enjoy the process for sure yeah and I mean the messaging is not to like be careless with your dating life no. you know like you can still be intentional without applying intense pressure exactly so be intentional with the time but still be playful with the time like the two can coexist I know like it wasn't working for me when I was going into every date like I said like with this checklist with all of these expectations when they weren't being met, I was disappointed. I was frustrated and it was just a rinse and repeat process over and over again. I was getting burnt out. I was like, this person's never, I'm never going to find this person. They're not out there. There was nothing lighthearted about it. Um, so yeah, I think it's just finding that balance. Don't be careless. Of course, be intentional as fuck with the person that you're pursuing, but still, like you said, be in the moment, let it unfold naturally Take the time to get to know this person. If you get the ick right away, okay, bye. But <laughs> Jesus, thank you. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, so many times I'll get like, can we, should I be exclusive after two dates? And I'm like, you don't, what's their middle fucking name? You know, like you don't know this person. And even if you know their middle name, you don't know them. <laughs> you don't know them. It's like, you don't know anything about people. I mean, I can say now, boyfriend and I have been together. We're in our eighth month. I, I'm 
starting to understand him. He's been very consistent, but I have absolutely had it where I'll date a guy for two, three, four months. And then you're like, oh, there you are. Yeah. Because it's very easy to wear the mask of this is who I am. And this is the version I want you to see. And then you scratch the surface and it's like, what happens when you set a boundary? What happens when yeah. there is an issue and you guys have to, it's like, I remember like, once, do you know how this person handles conflict? Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Cause I remember I asked somebody had asked, I like I did a poll of, of all the men and it was like, how did you know that this was the person for you? And all of them responded in the same. They're like, when I saw how she handled adversity and conflict, could we be a good team? It's not, oh, she looks really hot at the bar yeah. or she's like, oh, good in bed. It's like, there is more depth to it. And I think if you actually like get to know somebody and let it happen as opposed to like, where's my text and focusing on your phone and doing all that, then you can see them for who they are, not for who you want them to be. I was guilty of that. Oh, yeah, same. I used to date the babes. and I mean, you know the guys in L.A. Oh, yeah. Some of these guys where you're like, you, I would leave one Girl, I was there for 11 like, years. Been there, done that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, same. It's like New York, then L.A. I'd leave the dates and be like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. And my mom would be like, all right, fucking relax. Like, Romanticizing the shit out of these people, projecting like what I want them to be onto them. Yeah. Oh, God, what a time to be name alive. <laughs> yeah, you name it. We've been there. I've done it. But I've done it. I'm so, Linz, thank you so much You're for so welcome, being girl. vulnerable and sharing your story. I think it's really going to help a lot of people, even if maybe not everybody's going to meet their hot Greek guy at the bar, but <laughs> Listen, listen, we're going to manifest this for you guys. I saw your video when you said your friend went to Portugal and went on Bumble. Hey. Oh my God, but did you see it? Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. No, no. But did you see it? Oh, I saw it. Those I'm like, are... everyone book a trip to Europe right now. It's a different breed of men out there. This, it, it, actually. It, no, but like it really is. But like it actually is? <laughs> like actually. Almost every friend I have that's international, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with the American oh, way of God. dating? They're like, people don't date like this other countries. No. You meet someone, you like them, you, you get to know them. They're like, not this. Oh, I have a roster. It's like, oh, are you from LA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, Lynn, where can people find you? I'm going to put it in the show notes, but in general, where can they find you? Absolutely. Okay, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, at Lindsay Herod, lindsayherodfitness.com. And again, you can download my app in the App Store, Lindsay Herod Fitness or the LHF app. And we are giving all of you guys five free classes. Come move with me. Come work out with me. It is a fucking blast. Um, and that's it. Yeah, and use the code do the work. And do like the work. I said, yes, that's your code. It'll be in the link in notes. And you have to let us know how you like the app. You can DM, you can DM me, you can leave Lindsay alone. But DM me and let me know how the experience is so that we want to make sure that you're having a good fucking time on there and that you're utilizing these classes. Yeah, and quick awesome. on quick PSA about that too. Please. All of my classes are live stream workouts from home. So all you need is some weights. Perfect. And your bad self. I was going to say that's really yeah. important, I think, because a lot of people don't have a gym. From the comfort of your own home, baby. Yeah, which <laughs> we do love that. So if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Yeah. Lynn, thank you again so much. Bye.